Hey guys, this is Jay. You're listening to the Digital Age Show. Tonight we have with us Mike, who is leader of leaders, as he says, coach to executives and leaders all over the United States. Mike is also a podcaster and publisher of the Leader Podcast, a co-host on the John Maxwell Team, Transformational Leader Podcast, and he's a faculty member on the John Maxwell Team. Hey Mike, Jay, how are great you? to be here. How are you doing right now? I'm doing. I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on your show, man. The Digital Age. It's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure having someone like you who has been in the industry for so long, who has like seen way too much about life in all. I guess so. I hope you can give us give our audience some insights, some great insights about how to deal with like leadership and all the things. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that, man. The life, the world has definitely changed, hasn't it? From uh, from just a few short months ago, when the when the calendar turned to 2020, everybody was excited, and then about March, it uh, it changed our all of our worlds. So let's begin with the COVID situation right now. How are you dealing with it, and what changes has it brought to your life, like the daily routine, I guess? And is there any like Anything you want to share with the people out there to cope up with the situation? Yeah, it's a great question, Jay. Um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm a positive guy. I'm kind of I call myself an inspirational teacher. My goal is to inspire people to increase their influence and impact um, for mainly for others for, from a leadership perspective. But really, it's about inspiring people right now to increase their own influence in their own life. Right? I mean things changed for us in March of 2020 this year. And, and, um, you know, I went from a full schedule of live speaking engagements, live training engagements where I'm in front of audiences to completely shifting my business to virtual, um, for, you know, about three months. I didn't, I didn't leave my house, right. Everything was done via zoom. Um, and I was doing digital, you know, virtual leadership training, virtual, and I'm still doing that. I just, matter of fact, just a couple of days ago, I did a, a keynote uh, virtually through through Zoom for an association. I did do some live training this week, so some things have opened back up in the states, and I'm in front of smaller groups. But I, you know, I think the biggest thing we have to do is is not get stuck, right? Not get stuck on uh, waiting for COVID to go away, waiting for the world to change, waiting for uh, the economy to get better. We just ha- we have to kind of make that change in our own life. Uh, we have to shift in the way that we think. And, um, you know, we have to shift to, to growing and learning new things, which I've certainly had to do. I've had to shift my business to more of a digital space or a virtual space than I've ever done before. I've done a little bit of that, but not a whole lot. Um, but you know, over the last few months, I've really ramped up my own learning and growth and how to use some, um, some tools that help me deliver training online for sure. And I think all of us have to have to look at being able to do that the way we do things in life. Great, man. Great. So now that you're talking about moving digital, how hard was the transformation overall? Well, you know, uh, when to speak in front of a crowd of people, you know, maybe there's a hundred or 200 or a thousand people in the room, you know, the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of is about 3,500 people, but there's energy, right? You feel that energy from the people in the room and it gives you energy as a speaker and trainer to, to shift from that to being in a room by yourself. You know, I'm in my home office, I'm filming training. I'm, and it's just me. So I have to kind of, uh, 
picture that crowd out there. I have to kind of put myself in that energetic state. There's things I have to do differently now that, that I didn't do before. And I've had to learn how to like edit video. I've had to learn how to make it sound better. I've had to learn how to upload it to the internet uh, in a way that people can uh, consume it. Not hour long videos, but maybe taking an hour long video and slicing it into, you know, 16 minute segments where people can digest it in bite size content. So there's a lot of things I've had to learn over the last few months that I wasn't um, astute to before that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely changed the way I do my business and, and, and the delivery of my content for sure. Great, man. Talking about content, you have a YouTube channel going on right now. You post there almost daily, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm pretty regular on social media, mainly LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a pretty regular um, deliverer of content. My my goal is just to add value to the world, Jay. I mean, I want to add value to people, to their thinking, to their mindset, to their ability to lead themselves and others better. So I'm you know I'm constantly posting information on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to use Instagram. I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm new to that. Um, I do a podcast. I have a podcast called the lead up podcast. I actually launched that podcast in February of 2019. And, and Jay, the crazy thing is I literally recorded a, an episode 110 days in a row. I think it was 114 days in a row. I did a podcast episode every day. Um, and then I've, what I'm doing now, I took the month of July off. So today, uh, you know, uh, in August of 2020, I'm relaunching. I took the whole month off. I haven't released a podcast episode. Um, uh, what I've been doing is just strictly teaching, giving like, you know, 15 to 20 minute teaching lessons on leadership. But starting in August, I'm going to do two lessons a month on there and then two, um, interviews a month. So I'm going to be interviewing leaders, getting ideas from them, sharing them with my audience as well. So we're going to relaunch that in August of 2020. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm delivering content either through social media posts or podcast posts, or I have a blog at my website, mikeharbor.net, uh, where people can go and read my blog as well. So you know, the whole idea, Jay, is just to add value to the world, uh, help people think better, bigger, bolder, uh, and and get unstuck in this world that we live in right now. All right, great, great insights, man. So, how do you make sure, like, how do you make sure that you're consistent in your work? Like, releasing a podcast for 160 days is a great, great achievement, I guess. So, yeah, no, sure I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty disciplined guy, Jay. I I use a calendar, you know, probably better than anybody I know. I'm I'm real rigid with my calendar. Uh, if you saw my calendar, I mean, from 5.30 a.m. in the morning until oftentimes 8 o'clock at night, I've got every second blocked off. I know what I'm going to be doing during that time. And uh, so I'm pretty consistent with my schedule. I, every Sunday evening, I have a meeting with myself and I look at the week ahead and the month ahead and I say, okay, this is what I got to get done this week. This is what I've got to get done this month. What, am I, what do I have coming up in a month from now that I need to start working on today? I use a tool called the Daily Compass Tool. Actually, you know, I, I have a, a free download, dailycompasstool.com, Jay, where people can get access to that Daily Compass Tool. It's a high-performance uh, priority management tool, and it's something that I oh. use in my own life to manage my priorities. Instead of a, a – lot, a lot of people ask me, how do, can you help me with time management? I can't help anyone with time management, but I can help you prioritize the, the, the things that you want in life. And so that tool is one of those things that I use. But, you know, to answer your question, I'm really rigid type A with my calendar. I block it off. I'm consistent with it. I don't always do everything that's on my calendar, 
but I use my calendar as a way to organize my days, my months, my years for sure. Okay. So, uh, now you're quite a disciplined guy. Does it have anything to do with you serving in the U S army or you just have been like that the whole time? I uh, probably more so learning some of that when I was in the military, I, I grew up in a home that was, my mom was a huge disciplinarian. So I probably got a lot of that from her. Although I rebelled against it most of the time when I was a kid, right? I, <laughs> her type of discipline was something I didn't enjoy, but you know, I learned in the military certainly uh, to discipline myself better because you know, in the military, you've got certain things you want to do. If you want to get promoted, you want to grow up the ladder of leadership in the military. There's certain things you had to do. I had to discipline my, my exercise habits to stay in shape. Um, and so I just learned some of those tools along the way. I played sports growing up. I was a baseball player and a football player in my youth. Uh, and so you, there's just a lot of things, Jay, that you have to learn to discipline yourself. And, I, and that's carried over into my, my business life and my leadership life as well. I'm not perfect at it, but uh, certainly the military helped me hone uh, those, those disciplinary skills as well. Made me better at it for sure. Awesome. Awesome, man. So how was the overall experience uh, that you have served in the U.S. Army? How was the experience in all? I loved, I loved my time in the military, Jay. I, was, uh, I actually served six years on active duty Army, and then I was another six years in the reserves. I loved my time in the military, mainly because of the question you just asked, the discipline aspect of it. There's, the Army is filled with p- people who are high performers, now, don't get me wrong. The U.S. military is, is made up of people just like us. Some of them are not high performers. They're just there for the paycheck to wear the uniform. But on average, more people in the military are extremely high performers in their own right. And so I was always surrounded by people who were excelling to be more, to do more, to have more um, in, in different areas of their life. And so being in the military was a great place for me, someone who's very uh, competitive, very achievement driven, I was around people like that all the time. And it helped me stay focused on that. I actually missed that when I, when I got out of the military, uh, I actually missed that for a long, long time. And it took me a long time to really find that, um, that in the civilian world, you know, to, you, you just, you kind of have to force yourself to find groups of people who are excelling in different ways. And, um, that's not a common thing in the, in the civilian world. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So I saw on your website that you offer leadership and executive coaching. Like, can we get more details about it? What the coaching is about? Who is the ideal audience for that? Yeah. So the greatest thing I've ever done for myself, Jay, is to invest in a coach to help me um, become better, right? In the military, you've always got kind of like a coach, right? And then on the baseball field and the football field, you've got a coach yelling at you, telling you what to do. But out here in the the, the world where it, it's just made up of, of, you know, average people for the most part, you've got to find somebody that can help push you. And so the greatest investment I ever made was not my college degree um, or any certifications. It was investing in a coach that could help me get rid of some limited thinking in my own life, some limiting beliefs, help me think bigger, 
to perform better. And as an entrepreneur, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got my own business. I'm a solopreneur. I work with other people, but primarily I'm a business of one. Um, sometimes it's lonely. So I needed a coach to kind of help me, you know, look past what was going on right in front of me and look to my potential. And so that's what coaching has done for me. And now, you know, I've just turned that into a business for myself because I'm a natural coach. I love, I love, you know, kind of um, challenging and inspiring people. And so what I do typically is I work with leaders who, you know, executives who are leaders in organizations to help them think bigger, help them communicate better, help them lead better in their organizations that they lead. Um, and I do that for, you know, a lot of different organizations. My background is really healthcare leadership. So I do a lot of that in the healthcare industry in the States. Uh, but I've done, I've worked with bankers. I've worked with manufacturing leaders, um, you know, and entrepreneurs uh, as well. So, you know, I think executive coaching and then, and then going into organizations and, and helping their teams get better as leaders, you know, I put on workshops, I put on virtual training as well. Uh, for that sure i'll definitely leave a link to the uh, courses and to mike's website so you can you guys can check that out uh, i saw you do behavioral assessments in your profile so can you get some insights about what exactly does that mean yeah so we're all wired a certain way jay to you know your your dna determines kind of who you are your parents right but then our conditioning and in the environment that we're in. And so I use, uh, you know, some behavioral assessments to help you understand how you're wired. Like I use a DISC assessment, D-I-S-C. Um, and it, you know, it, it's a basically a four, the four foundational types of personality. You're either a dominant driver, you're an influencer, you're a stable and sincere person, or you're a critical analyzer. That's kind of what that D-I-S-C stands for. But me, so we don't have that self-awareness. So what I'm really trying to do when I'm working with leaders is help them create this self-awareness and this emotional intelligence within themselves so that they understand how their personality projects out onto other people, how their communication uh, either um, has a positive or negative impact on the people that they're leading and communicating with, and then creating an emotional awareness on the people that they're leading. And when we have that understanding, it helps us be a much effective leader and coach of others. And so that's what I do is I use those behavioral assessments to help individuals uh, like you, Jay, understand yourself, understand how you're wired, and then how to use that uh, to be a more effective leader and communicator out in the rest of the world that you uh, that you're around. Awesome, awesome, man. So, with the current COVID situation going right now, what is the biggest challenge you are facing uh, with your coaching or with the meetings, as you told, like taking it to the to totally digital was a challenge definitely for you. So, what what else are the challenges and how are you overcoming it? Yeah, so the biggest challenges I have personally, Jay, I have my I've been really blessed, man. My business has not missed a beat during COVID. I mean, I've I'm doing more business now than I was pre-COVID. I've had to shift. So the biggest challenge is uh, personally is the shifts that I've had to make in, in how I deliver. Uh, I've had to get more um, consistent with uh, you know utilizing my calendar. And making sure that I don't overbook myself, give myself some some self care time, some recovery time, because I've got more people requesting more of my time. So personally, I'm I'm having to learn how to manage my my own self care a little bit better because before I wasn't as busy as I am now, so I could build some of that in a lot easier. But then the the biggest challenge I'm seeing with others that I'm coaching right now 
is the overwhelm of being home. I mean, just being home and not being around people is really affecting our, our mental status. And the, the coaching clients that I have, they're working from home and haven't been out around people in months where back before March, they were traveling every day, right? Or they were in front of people every day. They were getting that social interaction. Doing it through a Zoom call is not the same as being able to see somebody in the flesh. And so I'm having to coach people around how to do self-care, how to take care of their spirituality, how to take care of their mindset more so than I ever have before. That's always been a part of my coaching is, is talking about mindset, but it's, I think that's the biggest challenge we face right now, Jay, is, is just the ripple effect that, um, you know, the isolation and, and quarantining has done on people's mindset and mental status and their spiritual makeup. So those, those, that's a, both a personal challenge and a, and a challenge that I'm seeing in others. Hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Now for all the listeners out there, Mike has already authored the book Power Principles is coming out with a new book, which he has co-authored called The Breaking Average. So Mike, please tell us about what, what the book is about and what should one expect while reading it? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Jay, for asking that question. You mentioned the book Power Principles. I authored that about five years ago. It's kind of a motivational book um, for leaders. Lots of great stories in there uh, just to remind people how to lead. Uh, but recently, I'm, you know, I'm a member of the John Maxwell team. The John Maxwell team is a community of over 30,000 leaders, uh, coaches, trainers. I joined John as a partner in the John Maxwell team back in 2011. I met a guy named Paul Gustafson uh, in 2011, and Paul and I became great friends over the last several years. We've co-hosted the Transformational Leadership Podcast for the John Maxwell team the last few years, and then we started writing a book together called The Breaking Average, uh, or call, it's just called Breaking Average, Seven Critical Factors to Team Strong Leadership. Uh, that book just released literally about 30 days ago. I have a chapter in that book. There's eight of us that are co-authors in that book. But the book is about teamwork, Jay, and it's, it's about how teams overcome the challenges they have to go on to victory. So we wrote the book around victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, each chapter. So my chapter, I write about ownership, the O in victory, awesome. so ownership. But each of awesome. us have a chapter based on victory. So if you read this book, you're going to learn how to be a victorious leader. Uh, and leading your teams to victory in the things that you do. I'm definitely going to grab a copy of, of that after this episode. Uh, so you're also coming up with art and science of leadership. Please tell us more about that. Yeah, so the, the art, one of the things I've had to do, one of the things I've had to do, Jay, obviously, is trans, um, you know, transform the way I deliver leadership development, right, from, from live events to now helping people uh, from their homes. And so I've, I've recently launched the art and science of leadership. And so let me tell you a little bit about what I mean by the art and science. There's an art of how we lead, like the how to, like do this, Jay, communicate this way, Jay. And then there's the science of it. There's the whole mindset, like how we think about leadership and we have to think differently about leadership. So that's what the art and science is. I teach people how to think about leadership 
and then how to do leadership. And, and so in that, in that art and science of leadership Academy, people are going to find classes, courses on how to lead and how to think as a leader. Um, I've got several courses in there. I've created just recently uh, around the whole coronavirus and how to lead through crisis and, you know, no fear leadership and be the calm in the chaos things that those are more about mindset, but it's also about how to lead during these chaotic times. Um, and it's a membership. So what we do, it's a $40. If you come in and you buy it as an individual, it's $40 a month. You get a class a month that I teach. You get access to what's already there, but every month, Jay, I'm releasing a new class on leadership with a worksheet and a discussion guide. Plus I do a virtual group coaching session for all the members once a month in there as well. So it's a fantastic way to just keep growing in an inexpensive way uh, every single month and just get better as a leader. That's, that's quite great. Uh, so you, uh, now I have to ask you this cause you have like had a shift of career from serving the U S army to working in healthcare. And now we are on to your own journey. So what is the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Uh, to make more mistakes uh, early, you know, early on. I think the the thing that holds all of us back, Jay, is the fear of making mistakes and being wrong. Uh, but as I've learned over the years, the quicker I can make mistakes, the quicker I learn and and I can move forward faster. Used to, I would procrastinate a lot more because I didn't want to be wrong. I felt like the risks were too high. And, you know, the one thing I wish I would have done I, I became a solopreneur in 2006. You know, I started my own business in 2006. So I've got 14 years under my belt now. But, you know, the first five or six or seven years, I was probably a little bit risk averse. Um, even though entrepreneurship is a big risk, I was probably less risk averse then than I am now. I've learned that I need to take risk. I need to make some mistakes so that I can learn how to, uh, to fix it quicker. Um, and then I've also learned that when you do make mistakes, it's not a failure. It's an opportunity to learn, right? I used to take failure really hard and think, man, I'm a failure. Um, so, you know, that's the biggest advice I can give to anybody is make mistakes, make them fast. Don't see them as failures. See them as an opportunity to learn to do, do it better the next time. Um, I know I, 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 when I first started my company, I hired several people um, and and a couple of them were really good, but several of them were not very good. And I took that personally. And then, you know, in, in the U.S., we had a recession uh, in 2008, 9, yeah. and 10. And, and so I lost um, a big chunk of my business. I lost all the people that I hired. And I took that on as a personal failure because I'm a leader, right? I was like, well, I wasn't good enough as a leader, but it really wasn't a failure. It took me a long time to get over that. That I mean, I really held on to that probably for three or four years. Like I failed in leadership but it really wasn't a failure. Was, there was a lot of outside circumstances and, and then it was part of them too. They just weren't made to, to, to work hard through that chaotic situation that we had. And, and so just learning from that, not hanging on to that mistake, but learning from it, it took me a, a few years to really get over that. But that's, that's the advice I have for your listeners is make mistakes, make them fast and then don't hang on to a failure. Just use it as a learning opportunity to get better next time. Definitely. And great insight. So with, uh, the current COVID situation going on, like I I know you would have planned for like five years down the line, you must be seeing your business going somewhere. But how have those things changed with the current scenario? And where do you see yourself five to ten years down the line? <laughs> that's 
Man, fantastic question. Yeah, I am thinking about the future because that's the way I'm wired. And, you know, five years from now, um, you know, my goal, Jay, is to have at least a thousand members in my Art and Science of Leadership Academy. Um, I'm at 37 members now. I just launched that literally in the last 30 days. So I feel pretty good. I've got 37 people in there. I've got a deal I'm working on right now uh, that I think I'm going to put 300 people in there. So, you know, that that's going to be a big deal. I've got a verbal yes on that. But uh, my goal is to have a third, uh, you know, a thousand regular members in my art and science of leadership community uh, over the next uh, few years. And, and if I get more than that, that's going to be fantastic, too. But my, you know, my goal is I know if I'm if I'm developing a thousand leaders a year, then they're having an impact on the people that that report to them. Um, you know, I, I want to speak more. I've got this podcast, the lead up podcast that I do. I'm getting ready. Paul and I, you know, we've been, we've been doing the transformational leadership podcast, but we're actually going to, we're launching a new podca- podcast called the breaking average podcast, uh, as well. So we're going to, you know, we're, we're looking at what, what can we do to continue to grow our influence around the world, uh, in helping leaders and teams uh, be more effective. And, you know, Jay, probably five years from now, I'm going to, my, my entire business will probably d- be done remotely because that's where the world is, uh, is moving. Right. I, I'm, I'm probably going to do maybe one live event a month where before COVID I was every week, I was in front of people doing live events, um, where, you know, now once a month I'm in front of people, because things yeah. have opened back up. But I think in the future, maybe once a month or once a quarter, I'll be, you know, on a stage speaking, but most of the time I'm going to be doing it virtually like you and I are doing right here. That's a very positive insight, man. Uh, so talking about your profession, like coaching and mentoring other entrepreneurs out there, uh, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a similar career as yours, like the current one, the coaching one? Uh, I would say, number one, do it. Like, just make the decision to do it, right? I think, I think the first thing we all have to do, Jay, is just make a decision that, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Once we make that decision, then the path begins to be laid out in front of us. Oftentimes, people wait until the path is laid out in front of them. And so they never take the step. They never take the jump, right? And, and so I admire what you're doing because you're not waiting on that path. You're creating the path. And that's really what entrepreneurship is, is creating the path. Your path is going to be different than mine. Every person's path is going to be different. So don't wait on the path to be laid out. Just make the decision that you're going to do it. And then surround yourself, Jay, with, with, it, with people that have done what you want to do or are doing want to do. There's, a, there's an old, uh, old quote that um, Charlie Tremendous Jones said years ago that five years from now, you'll be, or he said 10 years from now, you'll be like the five people you surround yourself with, the five people closest to you. So you have to surround yourself with people that believe that it's possible, not people who doubt that it's possible, right? So surround yourself with believers that in, in possibility, like in big goals, they have big goals themselves. Maybe they're not doing the same thing, but they have big goals, big dreams themselves. And that's going to inspire you to keep going and driving as well. That's an awesome insight, man. I, I thank you so much for being on the show. I want to end the show on a high. So I would like to ask you what the one piece of advice you would like to give to people who are aspiring to be leaders in 
say tech industry or overall digital industry or overall leaders in their businesses. So what is the one piece of advice you want to give them? Yeah, I think the greatest, I think the greatest piece of advice. Yeah. yeah, The greatest piece of advice, Jay, is to always be in learning mode, right? Never get stuck in knowing everything. When we think we know everything, the the world is going to leave us behind. It's changing, right? Rapidly every day, the world is changing. So the, the greatest piece of advice, and this is something I had to learn, Jay. I used to be a know-it-all, and I didn't know it all, but I wanted people to think I knew it all. So I would act really smart because I didn't want people to think I was dumb. And when I made that transition from knowing to growing, it changed my life. When I became a learner, like I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid listener of podcasts, I'm a student of the game of entrepreneurship and coaching and teaching and leadership. So just be in student mode always until the day I die, I'm going to continue to learn. I think that's the greatest piece of advice I can give. And then listen to the Digital Age podcast with Jay. That's going to help you grow. Thank you so much, man. So I now talking to you for like 30 minutes, I can get the overall vibe that you're quite positive in what you in all the things you're doing and you're in a quite good headspace, mental space right now. So Thanks. are there any books you wanna recommend or are there is there any podcasts apart from your side of obviously? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, first of all, Jay, thanks for having me on. And uh, it's it's been a pleasure getting to know you and, and uh, sharing ideas with you. But yeah, I think number one, uh, there's, there's three books I would uh, recommend all your listeners read. Uh, one is uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I mean, everybody's probably heard of it. If they haven't, they need to get a copy of it. Think and Grow Rich. It was, it was written during the Depression in the 1920s and 30s. Uh, you, need to, you need to get uh, the Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. It's a 10-page, 20-page book. And then you need to get As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Those three books are days in my library. I read them frequently. I've read them, I've read them bunches of times, but I reread them and reread them and reread them because I need to keep thinking that way uh, in my life so that I can continue to grow and become the person I want to become. So those are three books that aren't written by me. They're all old books written you know, way back early 1900s um, and uh, three books that I think all all people should have in their library for sure. Great, man. Great, Mike. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for making our time from a busy schedule for doing this. And thank you so much. I'll link all the, the links in the description, uh, your website, your LinkedIn. Uh, also, I want to know what's the one platform you are most active on, LinkedIn or Twitter? Where people uh, yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place. That'd be good. Be good. Oh, I have a okay. I have a big yeah, audience yeah. there, so that'd be great. Okay, I'll be linking that in the description as well. 